Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. No, Wednesday. Wish hump day. April 15th. It should have been tax day. But here's a bright spot in the darkness that is quarantine. Your taxes aren't due today. They're actually no. due in July. And instead, you're getting money from the government today. Woo, woo stimulus check. Hey. Oh, that's funny. Like um, on TikTok, it's like famous relative check. Stimulus check. That is funny. Live like golden. I'm such like in a TikTok mentality because I'm like kind of a star. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm not in a TikTok mentality right now. I haven't talked in like a week. I think I'm just like week on, week off. By the way, I go through the same kind of rhythm Genesis, and flow. you know. So I look forward to getting back on the talk, seeing what the kids are up to. Um, but I was just getting a little tapped out on the talk. It's such a beautiful day in New York, though. Stunning. It's not too warm, though. So it's not really like South and Sarah Alfresco weather because you'd have to wear like a down coat. It's deceiving. Unless you're in New York, you know that it's actually like 40 degrees. It's freezing. But it looks beautiful. The sun is shining. And in the quarantine times, that's all we can ask for because I'm not even feeling sad that I'm not outside because I genuinely don't want to be outside. Like when I walked to Theo this morning, it was absolutely freezing. But in the quarantine times, I actually love a rainy day you know because it's like oh we're not missing much I would be inside anyway yeah like watching Twilight exactly Whenever speaking of watching iconic high school series I'm sorry like I watched right. the toast movie of the day last night high school musical three and it was everything like from the depths of my soul it was so fulfilling that's such a good feeling to go back and watch something that really impacted you as a young child and to know that it still has that same impact that same resonance I look forward to recapping it with you guys um what a, what a fantastic choice I'm so glad for my for my heart and my soul that I watched the high school musical trilogy in the past three days and I highly recommend you do the same can I ask you a question because sure. on the show yesterday we both made a vow and given what my hair looks like and what your hair looks like it looks like my hair is au natural and yours is not I did not use any heat I did not use any heat I used pomade okay to slick it back I used a it comb. looks like straight oh well now like my hair is weirdly straight Look, this naturally. is my like shower hair it's so curly honestly that's what my hair looks like now out of the shower which is crazy though because my hair used to be so curly yeah. and yours used to be way more straight no mine used to be like so wavy now it's like I'm getting old my hair is changing and it's like so not cute anymore my hair is just kind of limp naturally but it, if I need it to like look straight I can make it look straight yeah no I mean then you know a little flat iron over your pace like never but hurt I'm not anybody. using heat me neither no I didn't do anything like but today was such a relaxing morning no it was and I feel like my hair like I feel like it's like an aquamarine when her ears are like whispering compliments I feel like my hair is like thank you aquamarine is also such a good movie such a good movie but it's not on Disney plus and I haven't not? seen it on any streaming services so justice for sarah paxton she's constantly being shafted she's constantly being shafted she wasn't appreciated as the young talent that she was and now it's like over for her i completely completely agree a, she was, a tragic story she was on that show about models with misha barton and it should have like totally hit but it was didn't. she yeah i forget what it was called but it was like about a model apartment in new york and misha barton was like the aging you know has been model and was it a reality show no oh, oh, oh. A scripted show and sarah paxton was like the young up-and-comer and, -comer. and doesn't dead. that sound like a recipe for success sounds iconic but no, of course, since I liked it, it got canceled. Yeah, well, you're a curse to all good television shows. I completely, completely agree. I went back to Input 3 for the first time in, like, weeks to watch Vanderpump Rules this morning, and I saw my DVR, and it just, like, gave me anxiety. I have 11 episodes of Dynasty to catch up on. Three Blue Bloods, two shots of Sunset. The only thing I really keep up with is Housewives, Pump Rules, and Kardashians. Other things just, like... They gather dust in my DVR. And I'm, even though I love Dynasty, I'm just like not in a place in my life where I can catch up on it. I have to say something like so upsetting because you know I ride so hard for you Dynasty. Do. This season has been so bad. And I watch week to week and I'm like, you know, 
suppressing my emotions but two weeks ago Zach and I sat down to watch and I actually turned it off in the middle I was like I can't watch this maybe if I had a a, a stack of episodes I wouldn't be minded so much but it's been really bad well that happened to me actually last night I've been having this renaissance with One Tree Hill and me and Ben just like stumbled on it like a a group of episodes that were just unbearable like everything's going wrong and it's annoying like the people that I like like Sophia Bush can't catch a break she's like stuck in such a bad spot like she's pregnant and like everyone knows about it and she's like my hero and she's just not having a good time and then like Peyton who's like the most annoying character on the show her ever-changing hair drives me insane like she's thriving now and like she likes Lucas and like I'm just I can't watch shows where the people I like like aren't doing aren't thriving I completely agree and the people I don't like are thriving and I don't know if like when everyone was watching it in the fourth season, did everybody like Sophia Bush over Peyton? Or am I wrong? Like, I don't know because I'm not watching it with the group. Yes. That is sometimes difficult to navigate. Yeah. But it just, I, it got to a point where like me and Ben have been watching like six episodes a night. Like after two or three, we just turned it off and went to sleep. Damn. Also, um, speaking of watching, we did get a, a promo code for Love Sack, which we had oh, said yeah. that we were going to do because we've been talking about our Love Sack so much. This is not sponsored, but not we genuinely all. love our Love Sacks. We keep talking about them, so we wanted to get you a code for 25% off. So use code COMFY25, C-O-M-F-Y-2-5, if you want 25% off your Love Sack. It's been one of the best investments in my quarantine. And 25%, um, when a, uh, a Love Sack is like three $400, like that's a chunk of change off. Yeah. That's a good promo code. Yeah, it's Not a good sponsored. Like not, genuinely, we're not making any money from that. Genuinely just trying to make your quarantine a little easier um so actually a lot of stuff happened in like the last 24 hours maybe the last like two three days that we didn't talk about yet that I actually am really excited to talk about I have a lot of thoughts on the Michael Bublé story okay and I have a lot of thoughts on this Amy Schumer story okay so I look I'm excited forward, to dive in I look forward to getting into it I feel like I have a lot um of housekeeping news just um from my personal Please. um sake we're recording new episode of the redheads this afternoon I'm so excited this book has been like a fan favorite it's a kind of was not a book I had ever heard of or a lot of the redheads had heard of but everyone has been absolutely loving it I'm so excited to chat with the girls about the book we always do this thing on the redheads where we cast like the movie version of the book which is actually a great um concept yeah and so half of this book is like 15 years in the uh past and then 15 years forward so we're gonna have to cast like young Matt young Grace old Matt old Grace and Jennifer Gardner and I've that really girl. been inspired by Little Fires Everywhere because they did such a good job. Yeah. So not only do we have to find actors who like fit the descriptions, but they have to look like each other. Mm-hmm. So I really look forward to seeing what everyone comes up with. Make sure you're subscribed to the Redheads Book Club. Literally, if you start the book right now, you could finish it before the episode drops tomorrow because you can't put it down. It's a page turner. It's called Before We Were Strangers by Renee Carlino. And then on tomorrow's episode, Snitch will choose the next book for the next two weeks because then the next episode will come out the thir- first Thursday in May. There's also a new episode of The Snatchler. If you watch that new Bachelor show that looks like trash, but I heard was actually pretty good. She re- her, her and Nicole recap it. And they both also read Colton's book. So if you wanted to know what's in the book, but you just don't care enough to read it, they're going to recap the book and just basically tell you the important parts. And today's episode of The Snatchler is called Listen to Your Snatch. And I'm just like... <laughs> so proud to be to be that is part of so TNN funny. that's so and funny. that there's a podcast episode in the store called listen to your snatch because honestly we should all be listening to our snatches there's also a new episode of Margaret Joseph's podcast so if you're looking for stuff to listen to there's so much here at Toast News Network thank you for being here so much new episode of mood with Warren Elizabeth there's going to be a new episode of maternity live tomorrow. tomorrow um I actually like never watch our show it's just like I lived it why do I have to watch it but I rewatched yesterday's show because I want to show Ben like a, fu- a couple funny things that I you said watch the whole thing yeah and honestly like it's such a good show I rewatched something that we uh said yesterday and I was crying laughing yeah and you don't know when you're doing it like am I doing a good job is this a funny show only until afterwards do you really realize like I feel like I did really good or I didn't really perform well and yesterday I felt like we had a hilarious show I agree also there's a siren and I'm like so excited because it means that there's life happening in New York City like but we are gonna mute our mics oh we're gonna mute for the siren Wow, I never thought I'd miss a siren. Yeah, honestly, the sirens give me, um, like, a really bad sense of anxiety, I guess, because it's, like, an emergency's happening, but not for the person who, like, needs the, the ambulance, more for my show, which is terrible. Terrible, but what you were saying about our show being so funny, and sometimes we don't realize it until after, very true, and also sometimes what happens is I'll say something really funny, and you're already on your next uh, thought, so you don't process it, and vice versa. Sometimes, like, totally, uh, like that account toast quote of the day, they'll put in something that you said that was so funny, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even register that 
because I was like thinking about my next thing. Yeah. So when you watch it back, there's a lot that might have been missed. Yeah, that's very true. Very, very astute of you to observe. Um, also, something that I want to discuss with you. I don't know if you're ready to talk about it. No, I know what you're going to say. I know you're going to insult my son. Like, I can just tell by no. your whole vibe. Oh, oh my God, not at all. Because you like looked down at Theo and you were saying how he looked it- like a sewer rat. <laughs> So I just wasn't in the mood for you to disgrace him. When all he does is love you. It's not his fault that he hasn't, like, been groomed. Jackie said he he was, like, okay, when he got here, he, like, farted, and he just, like, was looking kind of gross. And Jackie called him a sewer rat. And, like, I didn't even say anything, but I just thought you were, like, going to dive deeper into that sentiment and I was gonna have not to defend myself I would never I understand these are tough times like yeah. I'm not using heat on my hair like yeah, look it's at fine that his hair is a little overgrown okay what I was gonna say and the reason why I looked at Theo is because you got stuck in Theo's crate last night oh my god you know that's happened to me one time before it's so painful but like okay so Theo obviously was crate trained and we still have a crate in our house just because he loves the crate he doesn't need it's it anymore home. it's his home it's his bedroom if we well we haven't left him alone in the apartment in like six months but if we ever do <laughs> He usually ends up in there. It's like a really good, when we first started training him, the trainer explained why it's like so good for their behavior. And it's just like overall, I don't know, whatever. There's a bunch of reasons for it. I don't need to explain myself. (laughs) And now we just keep it in our bedroom and he he likes to sleep in there a lot, but like we don't let him sleep in there. We like make him sleep like in our laps. And last night he like went in and we pulled him out and we made him lay with us and then me and Ben were just like talking and we look around we're like where's Theo he like had snuck back into his crate I'm like no 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 but then I was trying to think like I keep dragging him into my house like why don't I go into his house and it was a little hard for me to get in there but like it wasn't anything crazy like I do have a fat back so like (laughs) I knew that it wouldn't be like easy to get out but I didn't I didn't see myself being stuck like because every time I tried to pull myself out of the crate I it hurt so bad those it's metal bars yeah, like no, I, it's I'm in so pain painful this. and I have very sensitive skin like if you pinch me in certain parts of my body like I will feel the pinch for 30 minutes for like, sure and also you're a major hypochondriac no not a hypochondriac I have a very low tolerance for pain like I I can't take hot you baths do. I have a very very you low do. tolerance for pain so maybe a normal person could have just slug, snuck themselves out but I really really got stuck and honestly I made Ben like shove my phone into the crate because it was too funny not to. It was to. so funny. And Ben was filming me from the outside but then we had to like seriously pause and like get me out. It hurts so bad. I actually haven't looked this morning if I have bruises. Oh actually it hurts to the Ow. touch. It really hurt and I was like ready for bed. I just what it was like a two second thing that was like not supposed to get me stuck. It was really traumatizing and Theo was like get the fuck out of my face. Get the fuck we, out of my face. We were like stuck so close was, to each other. Was Theo like concerned at all or he was like that's what you get? It was just annoying because like that's when I wish he was a human being like where he could have been helpful. Like no he literally just sat there and looked at me. Yeah. He was well, like why is this woman in my bedroom? <laughs> totally. That's what you get. Like leave the kids alone. Leave the kids alone. Well I feel as though that's all she wrote. It is definitely. She, I know? spoke to her. She said that's all I wrote. Oh, okay, great. Well, without Straight further ado, without further ado, we actually have so much to do today because we're doing Dear Toasters, Vanderpump Rules recap, HSM3 recap. So it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true, Jackie, but you know, I feel like we're all feeling down and I wouldn't want to give anyone another reason to feel down, like maybe give them a case of RDH. That would be bad. Ooh. So let me just come right out and let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor, Hunt a Killer, which is perfect because I didn't know about Hunt a Killer and I've been searching for like things to do, especially at night, like having a date night in. Me and Ben have been playing so many games and Hunt a Killer is fabulous. So if you want to take advantage and spend time inside at home with your husband, your kids, whoever, Hunt a Killer is reinventing the way we interact with murder mysteries. You can go from being a viewer safe in the comfort of your own home to an investigator actually involved in solving a case. The latest season starts with a woman, Julia, who unearths the corpse of a famous actress from the 30s in her family's theater with the board of directors trying to push Julia out <laughs> which is so funny so petty and the theater's reputation on the line you will actually help solve the cold case investigation before it's too late with each delivery you'll sift through piles of documents evidence audio recordings and even files eliminating suspects until you crack the case it brings the fun of an escape room to your house it's easy to play so whether you're solo or with family and friends during this time you can even join their spoiler free online community that has over 100,000 members so you can share theories and help each other out along the way hunt a killer has over 2,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, it's no wonder why people love them so much. The idea of like having a game that keeps getting updated, it's almost like a podcast, like you get new episodes, you get new deliveries. It's actually really genius and especially during quarantine, it's so fun to like throw yourself into something like 
that takes you a long time and it really helps if you're like fighting with your husband it could be real community building yeah totally right now for our listeners you can go to huntakiller.com slash toast and use the promo code toast at checkout for 20% off your first box head to huntakiller.com slash toast for 20% off to show your support for our podcast and use the code toast huntakiller.com slash toast me and ben have started it it's so fun like it takes over our whole dining room and it's just it's it's just fun to like it's so sad but like in this quarantine times like to be a part of something yeah totally I mean even me we got our boxes a few weeks ago and I'm now like a huge game person who knew like we were even playing games on the zoom and this game is like really fun and interactive and creative and I respect it Jackie's getting into games and that's truly like all I can hope for that's when you know that the quarantine has taken over totally um also today's Wednesday so we're going to be doing Dear Toasters which is our advice segment we'll do it at the end of the episode after we we recap TV and stuff and if you ever want to write into our advice segment it's totally anonymous and it's deartoasters at gmail.com. Shoot us a note. Anything from weddings to bosses to whatever. We'll, we'll hook it up. Great. First story. Amy Schumer changes her son's name after realizing it sounded like genital. The I Feel Pretty star revealed her decision to change her 11-month-old son's name on the newest episode of her podcast, Three Girls, One Keith, on Tuesday. Schumer and her husband, Chris Fisher, named their first child Jean Attell Fisher, born May 5th, with his middle name serving as a tribute to their good friend, comic Dave Attell. She said, do do you guys know that Jean, our baby's name, is officially changed? It's now Jean David Fisher. It was Jean Attell Fisher, but we realized that we, by accident, named our son Genital. Genital Fisher, which is like a hemorrhoid. Genital fissure. Yeah. yeah, which is like a piece of dude. It's like something in your ass. Um, <laughs> can I just say, like, I've been so connected to this story because when she announced that her kid's name was Jean Attell Fisher, like, she's a comedian, I thought it was a joke. Like, I thought she named her kid Genital Fisher, like, but that she wasn't, uh, that wasn't the kid's actual name. Like, it was just a joke she played on the public. Yeah. And so I was waiting for, like, the real one, and then I found out it wasn't a joke. But I'm so glad, like, she addressed it. No, totally. And she said that she's killing two birds with one stone by selecting the name David for Jean's middle name because it's her father's middle name and it's Attell's legal first See, name. there's a reason for everything. Yeah, there's a reason for everything. Could you imagine, like, the schoolyard bullying? Is Jean a boy or a girl? Jean is a boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jean, G-E-N-E. You know, I know, but then I thought it was a girl, so I'm like, a girl middle name David is like kind of weird but actually not that weird no not but it's a boy so it's not fine. weird it's the Gene like the that guy yeah the um the guy from Willy Wonka yeah Gene Davis I want to say <laughs> Gene David Fisher Gene no what is, I know what Gene, is hold on this is on the tip Gene of my Harlow Gene Gene <laughs> Willy Wonka Gene Wilder that yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's it that didn't feel like what I was looking for. It didn't but. feel like what I was looking for either, but it sounds totally right. No, but it's like according to Google, that's Willy Wonka. So. No, but that that is who we were talking. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, me too. Hold on, I, now I need to look at famous genes. I feel like there no, was it's another one. Totally. What was his name? Gene Wilder. Yeah. yeah, that was him. Gene Kelly. Gene Hackman. Oh my God, we love him. He's from. We do. Um, <laughs> Heartbreakers. He's. I feel like oh, bombing. Love his work. Oh my God, love it. He's my favorite Gene. Um, I just love it that Amy Schumer has a podcast, and you know. When she first came out of the podcast, a lot of people were really hard on her. She gets, like, a lot of criticism. Like, every time she does something, it's because she was, like, so – she, like, shot to fame. Like, even though she was working as a comedian for so long, she just, like – it looked like a Lizzo, like an overnight success. And people were just, like, so excited for her to fail. And I love that she's, like, in season three of her podcast, she makes, like, a million dollars a season. And, like, she just doesn't have to work. And I just love that for her. Yeah, I love that for her as well because I feel like she really appreciates the fruits of not having to work. Completely. And especially now that she has a kid and she, like, doesn't want to be away from her son. um, I've been actually really I followed her on Instagram a little while ago. She just became like so preachy soapbox. And even though I was like agreeing with like a woman's right to her body, like I just couldn't deal with like some of it. It was just like too much. Um, but I recently followed her back because her baby content is so cute. And I love seeing her house. It's so nice. Oh, really? I think she lives on the Upper West Side. Oh, she lives in the city? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she's really so New York. She's so I New York. I love her so much. She's funny. And I, I just can't wait for whatever she's doing next. I think she has like a new series coming out. But it's been a minute since we got like scripted content from her. That wasn't her special. Yeah, what's her series? Love Beth, I think I saw somewhere. There's also something. She's working on something um, that's like based on something. Do you know what I'm talking about or no? No, okay, I don't think mind, so. Never mind. And then maybe I'm making it up. I, th- I heard her. Oh, maybe that was Pete Davidson. Yeah, he's working on a TV show like about Pete Davidson, a guy from Staten Island, right? Yeah, he's working on a with movie Judd with Apatow. Judd Apatow. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Similar family. Yeah. Um, 
Anyways, I'm glad that she righted this wrong. Yeah, no, this is really funny. And it's and really I, funny, and, like, this would only happen to her. And I just, I, we have no respect, no choice but to respect someone who can laugh at themselves. A hundred percent. And, like, own it, Lisa. Own and it. also, I, she must have done this a while ago, because she was just, like, casually telling her friends on her podcast. Right. So she didn't make it a big thing, like, oh, you guys were right. I'm changing, like, because everyone was obviously calling it genital fissure before, <laughs> but, like, she just did it quietly. Um, can I just share, like, a personal life update that's, like, kind of a big deal? Yeah. I forgot to mention during that part of the show. Um, I've had... During a, the life update part of the show? Yeah. I have had a popcorn kernel stuck in my like back l- bottom left wisdom tooth for three days now. And I have all my wisdom teeth grown in. I have a big mouth and there was space for them and they grew in straight and like they're totally fine and normal, knock on wood. But I thought that like maybe that like that blessing was being cursed. And I wasn't sure if there was a popcorn kernel stuck in my tooth or that like my wisdom teeth were now starting to give me problems. And um, I was like scrubbing them so hard with a toothbrush and I don't have any toothpicks in my house. So this morning I picked up some of those like dental you know, they look like dinosaurs. Like, yeah, have, yeah. I, it's like a toothpick and floss. Yeah. I picked it up at 7-Eleven. Shout out to 7-Eleven. And um, I stood in the mirror and I watched the kernel come out of my tooth. And it was literally like having an orgasm. It was like the <laughs> best feeling in the world. Like, I, I want to do it again. Like, yeah. it was so exciting. What a thrill. It is a thrill. I'm someone who gets food stuck in my teeth all the time. I'm always at the dentist, like, figuring stuff out. I got my wisdom teeth out because of it. Because if you leave that food stuck there too long, it starts to rot. Ugh. Not good. Do not you, good. How many of your wisdom teeth did you get out? I think I got all of them out because it was like I was doing one, do them all. Was it painful? No. I mean, they just like knock you out and then, you know, you have the recovery. But I think actually I had a, I had a really clean break from them, you know. They weren't meant for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always good. Bends were impacted, so they had to break it and then like take it out piece by piece because you can't pull out a tooth that's not like straight. And he said it like the sounding of the crunch was like he like he was obviously like on drugs, but he hurt oh them God. breaking the bone. Like he said, That's it was the horrible. most horrible experience. But I got my wisdom teeth out when we were doing the breath. So a lot of you guys were on that journey with me, you know? Yeah. And it was like really a short journey. I think everyone was just, I was you like know, back to work. I just don't work. remember it. I like, took off like one Friday and I was back to work on Monday and like my face was She worked fine. so hard. I, I think I, w- I just had a good, I had a really good um, dentist actually. He was like super toasty and he like wanted to come on the show after and like talk about teeth health. By the way, it was Ben's dentist too, right? No, Ben's dentist. I go to Ben's dentist, but then that dentist recommended the surgeon to Got do the it. surgery. Got it. Yeah. Maybe I'll go. He was pretty fabulous. I okay. love a fabulous dentist. I'm not going to lie. This next story is a story, a couple that I never thought would come together, but that I am personally shipping very much okay it's a reality steve exclusive reality steve is the only person reporting this he tweeted that one of the more random bachelor couples that i can't say i ever would have guessed i don't know how long this has been going on or how serious it is but i can confirm that victoria fuller is currently together in iowa for the week with chris souls discuss (sighs) i love chris souls like even though you know he is a big controversy like arguably bigger than ours which is crazy because in my mind ours is the biggest I can't believe like what happened to him like in the sequence of his life just like was not what I expected and I really do want happiness for him I just like don't know if this is it I don't know I'm like weirdly here for it by the end of the season I actually really like Victoria Fuller also I feel like you learn a lot about a bachelor contestant once the show is over and I haven't heard a peep from her so she's not very thirsty that's true um and I guess maybe she's really looking for love like anyone who would just like go to Iowa and shack up with Chris Souls I'm so here for it and even though what happened what Chris Souls like went through was not good like what he did was very bad when we knew him on the show like he was a charming guy yeah you know so I actually I feel like and they've both now been arrested I feel like they might have a lot in common you know they say actually I agree like it's it really is true that like opposites do attract and in a lot of relationships like it takes a more tempered person to like bring a psycho you know what I mean like not a psycho, but, like, there's just two different types of personalities. It's a yin and, yin and a yang. Yeah, and I do really see, like, if this were to be, like, the truest love story of our time, like, I do see how, like, a very calm and tempered Chris Souls, like, could be the guy to, like, take down, like, the wild child Victoria. But not even, he doesn't need to take her down, but just to balance. Or, like, settle her down. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's not, I mean, when I heard it, it was random, and, like, now that I think about it, it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. I just want to know, like, did she fly to Iowa? Because it's very frowned upon. Yeah, how did she get to Iowa? I agree. And she's only there for a week, so she's just, like, traveling around the country. She should stay longer. Yeah, also, um, speaking of people traveling during quarantine, there's a little Twitter drama going on. Lala and Randall have um, now traveled, I think, again 
they're in like a new quarantine spot. It's like this beautiful beach house. I don't know where it is, but they're under fire by a lot of tweeter people. Why are people upset? Because like you're not supposed to travel. But they're using a private plane. I'm like I'm guessing they're using a private plane. I don't know. But you can do that. I'm just saying that's what people are saying. Like I mean, you know, I'm like I will go for Lala any day. But like, if you have access to a private plane, like use it. Yeah, I guess the thinking is like if you're in New York or LA, you could potentially be be traveling with the disease. Yeah. And then, like, starting another hub in wherever they were quarantined. But they were supposed to be getting married this weekend, which is so sad. So, like, maybe they're just trying to do something nice. Probably. Yeah. But also, I mean, I'm not in the mood to pick up someone's battle. Like, Yeah, by the way, (laughs) totally. That's such a good call. Like, even yesterday, oh, my God, you're so right. Like, even yesterday when we were talking about Erin Foster, like, what she said, sorry, wasn't a big deal. And, like, people were like, I can't believe Claudia and Jackie would defend Erin Foster. It's like, why am I falling on, like, on the sword for, like, someone else's comment? Like, I make my own dumb comments. Like, that's my cross to bear. And, like, I can live with those. But, like, why am I always out here, like, defending or, like, coming for people? Like, it's, I know it's our job. But, like, what you just said, I so wholeheartedly feel, like, I'm, I feel like people are, I'm always getting messages like, can't believe what you said about, like, this certain thing. I'm like, it's literally my job to talk about it, but, like, why am I getting in trouble for talking about someone else's thing that got them in trouble? Yeah. Oh, I so feel that. I'm just not going there. Like, yeah. Twitter, do your thing. Do your thing. Leave us out of it. Okay, this next story, Claudia and I have been talking about all morning because it's really crazy. Oh, my God, it's horrible. Luisana Lopilato defends Michael Bublé amid malicious backlash. She said, quote, I have no doubt who my husband is. So there's a video going viral it's of Michael Bublé and his wife, uh, Luisana. And it appears as though you should watch it for yourself to make your own judgments because we're not like going to tell you what to think. Tell you what to think. But it looks as though he elbows her and then realizes what he did and like brings her in for like a big yeah, no, it was just like a, a hug. What he did wasn't bad, but it was a very small window into a type of behavior that is toxic as hell. Like, he, they obviously, they started this live stream and they had both planned on, planned on saying hola chicas, but she just said hola. So when she just said hola, he like elbowed her and gave her a face that like really is not normal. And in his brain, it was almost like he's so well trained in hiding that type of behavior that he instantly, well, it's like, ready to play it off as a joke. You have to watch it. We'll post it on our Instagram. It's just a very worrisome video. Nothing happens. She doesn't get he, slapped in the video. Like, it it's was just so worrisome. The face that he pulled after, because like an elbow can be different degrees of, of um, at, like force, you know? So it wasn't so much elbow, but it was the face after and the dynamic and then just like the aggressive pulling of her in. Anyways, people have obviously had their thoughts on the video and she has put out a statement defending her husband um she said we get together every day with my husband to stream live and bring a bit of joy entertainment and hope and we have to deal with hearing and seeing from ill-intentioned people who come out saying things about our family without knowing anything about us um and she's you know saying that people are it's not there is no negative thing happening there i mean this is just like a really hard story because I feel like if what she's saying is true and there's nothing bad there, then it's sad that everyone is, you know, assuming these terrible things about her it's husband. It's not that sad. The other, the other both, way is both sad. Both situations are, are, are sad. One is much, much more sad. Right, like the, like the possibility that she's in a relationship and is now quarantined with someone who is potentially abusive and now the world knows about it, uh, but he wrote that statement. Yeah. So it's awful. And here's just a reminder that if you are quarantined with someone who is physically, verbally, financially, or otherwise abusive, please reach out. There are hotlines. You can DM me on Instagram. Just um, know that it's not normal in any way. And you should seek resources. Yeah. This, this story, whole story gives me the biggest it pit. It gives me the biggest pit. Especially because we're quarantined. Yeah. Like, obviously, an abusive relationship is horrible on a normal day. But on a quarantine day, I can only imagine that it's worse. Or, like, an abusive parent. Like, anything. An abusive home life is just horrible. Horrible. So, I mean. The video is watch just. Watch the video and make decide for your own. But she's saying that, you know, there is nothing nefarious going on. And that, you know, people are taking it. And making it something that it's not. That's possible. Because it's possible. people, myself included, we love to do that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just saw something in the video that really did not rub me the right way. I agree. Okay. Bethany Frankel actually helped Leah McSweeney get on Real Housewives of New York. I mean, that's not shocking because they're two fabulous women. 
So I just started following Leah on Instagram so because I think she's fabulous and I'm all about her. And, and I Margaret saw Joseph's tagged her, so that's how I found her Instagram. Yeah, same. And then I saw that she posted a video as like a cute little Bravo clip asking how she got on the show and she said actually I got on through Bethany but that was it and I was like oh interesting but now she's being interviewed on Darren Karp and Liz, Liz Cully's podcast called Scissoring Isn't a Thing which is a hilarious name for a podcast hosted by lesbians and she explained how she was quote psyched when Bethany Frankel randomly began following her on Instagram she said then actually I got a text message from our I have a facialist that I've been going to for a very long time who unbeknownst to me is also Bethany's facialist who's the facialist I would love to know oh I don't know but she does great work Mm -hmm. so she's like you know Bethany Frankel wants me to ask you if you would ever be a housewife of New York McSweeney said it was the weirdest text message she's ever gotten but that's how her name was given to the hit Bravo series she also said she still has never met the skinny girl mogul and probably won't anytime soon because she has since unfollowed her on the social media platform Dead. quote I don't think it's a personal thing I don't know what it is you know whatever but I mean I only have gratitude towards her that is so interesting also so I started following Leah and her clothing line married to the mob is still um in business. It's still in business. I just assume that it wasn't, but it is, and it's so cute, and I'm all about it. I love Leah. I'm so confused about this whole story. Was Bethany casting, like, a replacement? Was Bethany at first planning on staying on the show, and, like, she was helping producers bring someone else on, or was she, like, just throwing someone in so she could bounce? Maybe, like, a combination of all three, but you know her and Andy are super close, and maybe she just wanted to help them find someone who would give that sort of balance and rational thinking to the to the cast and like if she is like really replacing herself because it does feel like Leah is you know De- Bethany 2.0 yeah. then she should have some say in who that person is of course and it's kind of how um Jill Zarin thought that they brought Heather in to replace her because Heather was like Jewish and like outspoken and Andy said that was in fact not true they but couldn't be more different they couldn't be more different but I could see how Jill Zarin would think that I, I do because she's like such a narcissist and thought like the whole show was about her and they needed a replacement but the whole show really was about Bethany and they do need some like very outspoken cool girl replacement and I think that Leah is I mean it's only been one episode but Leah's doing a great job she I, mean, I love her I know she would have to do something like so crazy for me to turn on her at this point because she hasn't even done anything other than be herself and I just like who she is like I can just listen to her talk I like her in Interviews. I like her bucket hat. I'm just into it. She hasn't done anything other than be herself and be friends with Tinsley. And like honestly, her staunch defense of Tinsley like could make me hate her because I hate Tinsley. Um, but it doesn't, and that just proves how great she is. You know what else is interesting though? So Bethany recommended her, but then she met Tinsley and came in as Tinsley's friend. So is like, are Bethany and Tinsley still friends enough that like Bethany would say, "Hey, meet this girl"? Yeah, there's a lot of like press right now, and I don't know if it's just like people being bored and making up stories or actual beef between like production, the housewives, and Bethany. Um, but I hope that's not the case because I would really, like, in my wildest dreams, like, hope that she would someday come back. We talked about this story on Monday, how Bethany said something, and apparently the cast and the producers are so Upset. pressed about it. I think it was a Page Six exclusive, so I think it was really, like, Ramona and Luann going to Page Six and, like, saying, because they're upset by what she said because she talked about how the ratings are not good, mm-hmm. and they're making it, like, more than it was. I'm sure the girls are upset, but I don't think Andy gives two shits. Not, not even one. Um, also talking about, like, the sadness that is Real Housewives of New York is making me so excited because tonight is the premiere of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <gasps> it is? Yeah, we get Garcelle and then Sutton. They keep referring to Sutton as a housewife, so maybe she just comes in later. Sometimes that happens. Like, I don't think they would bring on, like, well, sometimes they do bring on two new housewives um, in the first episode, but, like, sometimes we start to meet someone and then by, like, episode four, she has a diamond. Yeah, that happened with Katherine Edwards, and who was on at the same time as her? Um... Eden Sassoon? Yeah, I think they brought one of them in later on. But then also, they do weird things in Beverly Hills. Like, remember Miss Marissa Zermer, who was being tested one season? They were going to make her a housewife the next season, but they just wanted to, like, introduce her. She was so boring that first season. She never made it as a housewife. Yeah. On my time hop, I actually just got a notification, like, five years ago. Um, I was shopping at Bergdorf's, and I ran into Marissa Zermer, and I asked her for a photo. That's so crazy. Yeah, so random. That's so weird. How do you even... I barely remember her. She was no, the one whose, like, dad was well, a... Father-in-law. That's a I stretch. Think, was, like, a big, big guy in, in Hollywood, like, in the movie industry. And her, her last name, Zermer... Means something. Means something. It's like, if your last name was, like, Paramount. I don't know. Like, or, like, Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fifth and final story, a little content news, because that's all we've been craving. NBC Universal is officially entering the streaming wars with Peacock Peacock launch today. Wow. So 
Peacock will become available for Comcast, Xfinity, X1, and Flex customers across the country beginning tomorrow, which is today, April 15th. NBC Universal executives expected it to be available to all eligible customers by the end of April. It doesn't cost anything on extra on top of your regular bill. This is an oh. early preview of the ad-supported subscription service. Comcast still plans to roll out Peacock to non-Comcast subscribers on July 15th. Originally, Comcast and NBC Universal were going to use the 2020 Summer Olympics as a tie-in for a bigger Peacock mm-hmm. launch, but that is no longer the case. But good because for them the for still getting it out. Yes, yeah, so right now they have like 15,000 hours of content, I think. Wow. And they are doing like this slow rollout, doing it first to their existing subscribers and then more and more and more. Um, and I mean, this is the time for more streaming services to pop up. So there's no time like the present. And I love that it's free, like especially because it's by NBC. Like, bitch, I pay cable. Like, I have Spectrum. Like, I do all that. To make me now pay more would be annoying. And the fact that they're like honoring my cable bill for a streaming service, I really appreciate. That's like HBO also. Like, I really appreciate that I don't have to pay for another. I pay for HBO cable. Like, that should get me into HBO whatever. Yeah. Go now or whatever it's called. This is this is exciting. Like, I'm excited to see what content they do have. I feel like we've been talking about it for so long, but like it's hard for me to parse out what's I know. NBC, HBO. This is going to have The Office. Uh, is it? It's my understanding that it was going to. Because I'm seeing um, some of the shows included are Law & Order, SVU, Ooh. 30 Rock, Friday Night Lights, oh, Jurassic wow. Park, E.T., and Ray. Well, I'm not good. seeing anything about The Office, I mean, but I that care. does not mean that it's not Did I tell you it. that I should be started The, the Office? The Office is still on Netflix, though. Yeah, no, they took it off. No, Zach watches it oh, does all he? the time. Yeah, I thought it was like a friend's. It got taken off for a streaming service, but maybe I'm wrong. I think it's still on Netflix. Did I tell you that I started it? No, because you knew better. I had watched like the first three seasons in high school, like in an attempt to like be funny, because like boys were watching it, and I just thought like I wanted to have something in common with boys, and it was like whatever. And I restarted it, and you know what? I can't watch it. Like the camera, I get that it's supposed to be filmed like a documentary or something, but it is such a shaky camera. Like I literally could vomit watching it. Like Michael through the blinds, and then like the camera's twisting. Like I actually want to vomit. It makes me nauseous. I'm so sorry. Does anybody else have that problem? I'm so sorry. Maybe you should stop watching it. Speaking of streaming services, I know I, I come on here a lot and I talk shit about Hulu because like literally it's one of the worst streaming services just in terms of navigation. Like I will like be watching One Tree Hill, go and get a snack and somehow I'm three episodes behind. Like it never can remember my place and just like the navigation's terrible. But I spent almost all day on Hulu yesterday and it really is really like up there for content. Yes, but it is really annoying that like if you want to pause and come back, you're in Siberia. Like yeah. good luck finding where you were. But honestly, it's like the only platform I can open now and like find stuff to watch because it has all the Jersey Shore which I'm which I'm watching it has all of One Tree Hill and it has Songland Songland oh my god you guys did you watch the first episode yeah it was so good on it okay can we it was, can we yeah. get into our tv recaps Please. okay without further ado now it's the tv recaps first up songland lady antebellum on the premiere episode of songland which is the best most talented show on the television i'm obsessed with all the judges i don't know who i love more but i think it's esther dean she's just so oh, i'm a ryan tedder girl like, I think Ryan Tedder is so talented, and I and I love his work, and I love Shane, and I love his work, but there's just something about Esther's personality where it's just, I just want to be her friend, you know? Yeah. And she's so talented. Yeah. Anyways, Lady Antebellum on Songland was everything of the sort. Now, in the end, I understood why they chose the song that they chose, because it's the song that they came there for, a summer bob yes. for the amphitheaters. Amphitheaters, yeah. But I wish that they had also taken the song The Long Way Home. Oh, I... Totally disagree. I thought that Ryan Tedder's song was the best one. And you know what? It was a little unfair because all of the songs, and I get that songs change. All the songs sounded pretty similar to the songs that they came there sounding like, but Shane McAnally, there wasn't one word that was the same from that girl's song. I'll drink to that. Like, every word was different. It was more reggae. Like, it was just, he basically wrote a new song, and now this girl gets to sing it writing credit because that's how the show works. But, like, he, it wasn't really fair. Like, he wrote a new song. Yeah, but I mean, that's the writing process. You take it, It's still the same idea, which was her idea for the song of like champagne nights. But that was their idea. No, but like, or just her like idea drinking. was just drinking. That's yeah. a country song. That's not an idea. No, I would agree. Also, her original song sounded just like Rich by Maren Morris. I thought the same thing. <laughs> Even the new one sounded a little bit like it. Yeah, no, Zach and I were sitting on the couch, like, we're like, we know this song. Yeah, I had the same thought process. I just, I love the, con- like, the premise of the show. It's, like, so pure. And you would think that, like, I would find the parts in the beginning boring where, like, other people are, like, who I don't know are singing songs that I don't know. But, like, I get, like, teary-eyed every time these people mm-hmm. come out and sing songs. Like, it's just so nice. When that guy was saying that he performs at the montage in... Yes! Uh, 
in Park City. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, I know you. I was freaking out. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, that's so crazy. No, that's just like weird coincidence. I also just love Lady Antebellum and I feel like I never really get to hear them talk. Like, they just sing. I know. And like Lady Antebellum, at, like, it's, it's so, they're so interesting to me because they're one of my favorite bands of all time, but like the music speaks for them. I feel like I really don't know them on a personal level like I do with some other artists. And you don't know the dynamics of the band, really. But no, sometimes I get the dynamics and I, I wish I didn't know them. Um, just like from them being on stage. But they're just together, they're magic. Yeah. And I thought the song The Long Way Home, like it wasn't the song they came there for. They needed a summer bop, but I would have loved to hear them just have it for their next album or whatever. Because um, I thought it was so beautiful. Yeah, no, I, it, it, it always, it gets to the point where there's never really like a clear winner. Like I'm always like shocked at what they choose. But I think that Lady Antipellum gave a great reason. They're like, I'm not not choosing this song because I don't like it. It's just not what we need in our catalog right no. now, which is such a good answer. And like, you can't feel bad losing to that. Yeah, they do need that like, bop, I mean, now there is no amphitheater right. tour, but you know, everyone needs that boppy summer anthem that's like, you know, it's summer nights, y'all. Yeah. That's not the best Rascal Flat song, but it's the one we play when we want to get turned up. Exactly. It was just a really good episode. I love Lady Antebellum. And all the episodes are good, but it's really nice to um, watch an episode where you know that the artists are also songwriters. Oh, they're such songwriters. That third guy who is the Kevin Jonas of Lady Antebellum yeah. is like dripping with talent. Yeah. It's so crazy when he was just like talking about the stuff it was so impressive so like even last season like some of the, my favorite episodes were random only because I know that these people are actual songwriters and they're not just like saying like and I love the Jonas Brothers but like their episode was a little boring it's like Nick was just like trying really hard to prove that like he is a songwriter when like Kevin and Joe were like we're not we're just like here to have fun so I really like when like the songwriting is the focus of the episode and that's like Lady Antebellum they said we all started as songwriters and then we ended up like becoming a band but I love when like songwriting as the art is like made it's the foray of the whole thing yeah so it's never I mean, I knew I was going to love the Lady A one because they're like top five of my favorite artists. But sometimes it's like, I love the Megan Trainer episode. And she wasn't, she's not even like one of my favorites. I'm so excited for next week, Louis Fonzi. Oh, was he next? Yeah. And so I'm really excited to, I've never, I don't know him that well. I'm excited to get to know his personality and see what songs they choose because I mean, like, Despacito is, you know, everything. They have we could get the next Despacito on Songland. They have amazing um, people this season. Florida George Line, Ben Platt. They had good people last season too, but like, I just, I'm, I'm loving the respect to like, it's an honor to be chosen to be on Songland because you don't have to be just like famous. Like you have to be talented. Yeah. No, if you're not watching Songland, you guys are truly missing out on one of the greatest shows ever. I agree. It's, um, it's really like Shark oh. Tank is what I feel like it is. You yeah. know, it's like Shark Tank for the music world. Also, it's one of the shows that Zach and I watch together. Yes, And I same. think we have to stop because it's like, you know how we fight over Shark Tank because I'm just trying to talk like, oh, which song would you choose? This song sounds like this. And he just like can't. So I think I should start watching it alone. Um, also, just like a weird thing that happened in the episode when they turned um, Losing You into a duet and they brought out that girl from the Goldbergs. Oh, I don't know her. Yes. Okay. She is like such an interesting character. She was on X Factor for singing she and was then, the daughter on the Goldbergs? Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. She does look like her, but I don't remember her name being Haley. Yeah, it is. Hold on. Interesting. Let me double check that I'm right, because I, I've been following this Because everyone was like, Haley, and I was yeah, like, Yeah, because oh. it's NBC, like, Haley Orantia. Yeah. So she was on X Factor. I think she was, like, put in a group, and then, like, she never made it far. Um, and then she got cast as an actress on Goldbergs and like has been like thriving now as an actress, but she keeps popping up in other places, like doing random singing things. So I think she's really a singer at heart. She was excellent. Yeah, she was. It, it was a nice, it was a nice touch. I honestly, Lady Antebellum could have like done all those songs. And also they kept on saying like, oh, it's going to be like Heartbreak or Downtown. But to me, those are kind of the worst Lady A songs. They're like the cheesy singles. Downtown is the worst song. And I'm sorry, because Shane McAnally wrote it. And they were like, yeah, we made like the amazing Downtown. And I'm like, damn, that just should not speak for your work. Because Downtown is one of my least favorite Lady Antebellum songs. Yeah, the songs, or like even like Bartender. The songs that they release as singles are the worst ones. The songs on the albums the slower ones are the best ones. American Honey. I feel like at a certain here. point they need to realize like we just want to cry. Like we don't want to like. But they're obviously leaning into like the data and the data is telling them that people that, want like, trash. That like Brian is doing well. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like hell yeah all right. When she was singing that song I'm like that's a song already. Yes. That's a song called Hell Yeah All Right. That girl who wrote, who ended up writing the winning song with Shane McAnally was so cute. She reminded me of um, like Sean Johnson she looked like she and looked also Giannina. Aubrey O'Day. Yeah. She's 100% um, Aubrey O'Day. She, like, could be a star. Like, she was, like, she lives in Nashville. She's, like, cute. She's talented. Okay. She's not going to be, but I'm just saying, like, she could have been, like, she could have been, like, a, like, there's, like, a million, you know? 
Oh, it's not a story, but Russell and um, Kaylee Dickerson are pregnant. There I was checked. weirdly a lot of stories this morning. I actually had to I had to get rid of some. Um, that never happens Most quarantine. people are surprised, but I happen to be related to a psychic named Olivia who actually told me like three months ago that she thought Kaylee was pregnant, just like the vibe she was getting. Um, maybe it's her pregnant girl intuition, but I'm really happy for them. Yeah, they see each other. Um, so we're going to jump into Dear Toasters, which is our advice segment. But before we do that, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Today's sponsor is Thrive Market. Thrive Market. Do you just love Thrive Market? It's an online membership-based market (laughs) on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They have guaranteed savings where you can enjoy member-only prices up to 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices. They have the highest quality, healthy, and sustainable products. You can buy thousands of wholesome food, home, and beauty products curated just for your members, their members. Um, Everything you need from organic and non-GMO food, clean beauty, safe supplements, and non-toxic home, plus ethical meats, sustainable food, clean wine, and more. And, you know, in this day and age, it is so hard to get a grocery order, but it's even harder to get a healthy grocery order. And Thrive Market is just churning out orders. It's everything that you need, um, whether it's like home cleaning supplies, food. It's like a full service market. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus, they do a lot of good for the planet. Orders over $49 are shipped free and delivered with carbon neutral shipping from their zero waste warehouse. And then they have a giving program called Thrive Gives. It's a one for one membership matching program. So every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low income family. So you can feel good about getting your sweet snacks and then also helping a family in need. So it's fabulous. Um, the Thrive Gives program is everything that you need. You can choose your membership. So we both have the 12-month membership um, because it comes down to $5 a month. But if you're not sure if Thrive Market is the right fit for you, you can easily give it a try for a shorter period of time. Um, Thrive membership is risk-free. You can take the first 30 days to determine if Thrive Market is right for you. And if it's not, just cancel within 30 days. Um, ThriveMarket.com, everything you need. So check it out. And Love thanks it. for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, before we get into Dear Toasters, we have to recap Vanderpump Rules. Because Dear oh, Toasters yeah. to me is too distracting. I can't think of anything after it. Yes. So it always has to be last. Okay. Tom and Katie's second week, Vegas wedding. The whole episode was truly boring as hell for me. Um, I genuinely thought that at first that the bra was like a real thing. And I was like, oh my God. And the fact that it ended up being planted by Lisa is like low-key a really evil prank to play. No, not even evil. It's so inappropriate. She's their boss. Like, And I'm sorry, like... You can try and fool me, Lisa. Like, I know you don't wear bras like that. Like, I'm 25 and I don't wear bras like that. Like, only porn stars wear bras like that. And I know that you don't. So, like, that was, like, an attempt for you to make me think you're something that you're not. No, it's just an attempt at, like, making... It was, like, the most scripted sort of reality television. And Vanderpump Rules has always prided itself on being not that because it really just generates itself and the whole episode was so scripted it was like a long ad for Vanderpump Rules Cocktail Mm -hmm. Garden and I mean I and the suite I'm glad for them that this aired during quarantine because like watching them in Vegas I didn't care where they were going I was just jealous 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 and loving every minute of it like I want to get on a zip line in Vegas I've never wanted to do that in my life no it also made me realize like if I found out today that something happened with our paperwork and me and Ben actually haven't been legally married for the last three years like I would be excited I would do the same thing like I would go to Vegas like that's that actually the premise of the the trip was actually really really fun and sweet a hundred percent like but and it was a great crew, but yet nothing happened. Why didn't they go anywhere? They just went to Vanderpump Rules for dinner. It was a great crew, but like, why was Max there? I have no idea. They needed to tie into the old crew, and they needed someone to sleep with that Vanderpump cocktail garden girl. they should have invited Dana. Yeah. Because she's actually friends totally. with everyone. It made no sense. Or they should have invited everyone. Like, that would have been so fun. I was really, like, Team Kristen when she was uh, crying to Sheena. Like, I felt really sad for her. And I also, like, I pretty much have agreed with Stasi up until this point like Kristen needs to make Change. better choices and and start to grow and and until she does that I just don't want to be around her that much but like leaving her out of your wedding when she was a bridesmaid is so drastic and so hurtful and I just don't think it was so necessary because at the end of the day what she did is is annoying sure but it's not like that that evil like it's just so random yeah like the meanness I don't know what it can't be the fact that Kristen is making poor choices when it comes to Carter. Like, that is, th- this is a, a dramatic reaction if it's just that. Yeah, and also it's like, okay, I understand Kristen's making poor choices, so we're going to cut her off. But the fact that, like, she so desperately just wants their friendship again, like, should make them be like, okay, 
if you like give her a chance yeah exactly you know what i mean like maybe they would cut her off people do grow apart but like you don't grow apart from someone who desperately wants to be your friend still no but you're right the whole episode was really just an infomercial for like lisa's partnership with caesar's palace like the general manager wanting to come on the sweet thing like her with the keys like it was just so stage and like i'm really getting i never thought i would say this like i'm so over the show and even watching like i can tell like jackson britney like more so jacks like he is so over it. like he's checked out of everything like he goes to vegas and he parties but like, he is just not into it and it's not because it's not about him like even at his wedding he was just like not into the filming acts uh, a part of it like they're over it i'm over it like it's just at this point I'm liking the younger people more, which is crazy. Like, which is I, crazy. I, I just love can't Raquel. believe they went to Vegas, great crew, and absolutely nothing happened. Right. The idea for a Vanderpump suite at Caesar's Palace is an amazing idea, Amazing. Though. Like, it's going to be so cute. It's going to be like Villa Rosa. Yeah. And, and that's, everyone, bachelorette parties are going to stay there. It's genius. It's really genius. I'm yeah. happy for Lisa and her business. But as far as, like, the whole episode, and it looks like next week we don't even get Bo proposing because no, it's there's a drama. Teaser. So now that's going to be a four-week lead-up for a proposal. So the whole season's about a proposal. No. No, it's dramatic. That, no, it's it's pulling teeth. Yeah. Also, I did think it was kind of weird how Lisa very graciously like flew Tom and Katie out, but she was on the Caesars plane. Like, why didn't she just bring the rest of the group? It was only like seven more people. I don't know. And then Lala and Randall were already there. Because like, they obviously flew private the day before. Right. I just, I don't know. It's so weird. It was really not a good episode. Like, it was really testing me. Oh, except when they had the fake Sheena from Vanderpump <laughs> Garden. That was so funny. And when Stassi was like, I thought she was going to get on the bar and you sing Sweet as silver. silver. I was, like, laughing at first. But I was like, wait, that's not the song. I'm like, oh, that's the point. Jackie, literally, me too. Because she's like, boo leg Sheena. Yeah. But that whole scene with, like, her waking up in Max's bed was the most <gasps> fake thing ever. Like, oh, why wouldn't Max God. be FaceTiming his boss no. when he has a girl in his hotel room? It was so planned that they were going to call about invoices. Then Max is going to say something about trashing the room. So Lisa wants to see it. She's going to see the hand in the bed. Like, it was awful. Awful. Like, it was a sham. It was a sham. It was insulting to our intelligence. Agreed. And I'm... I'm so annoyed that I changed my TV input for that. Also, Tom Sandoval referred to himself um, when he got up. Extra. As the king of extra. And that call you made about him, like, trying to brand himself so he could write a book or have a podcast or a tour is so true. It's so true. Love that. Yeah. Um, okay. Dear Toasters, our advice segment. You can email Wait, us. HSM3 recap. You're, like, oh God, I'm so, so sorry. itching to get I, to Dear Toasters today. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time. Talk about Dear Toasters. Let's talk about HSM. Sorry. Okay. HSM3, you guys. Um, the culmination. I... It's funny, I've seen the other two so many times and I've seen HSM3 a lot because I knew every single song except for the few random weird songs that just did not hit. Like when they gave Gabriella her solo, like Gotta Go My Own Way song, but it wasn't Gotta Go My Own Way. They tried a little gospel thing and just, it did not stick. Fell flat. It fell flat. The movie itself is so good because we finally get the production value of a theater movie because the first two were made for tv decoms and they were good but it's not it's not movie theater budget no and some of the scenes some of the numbers were show-stopping like the i want it all sharpay and ryan like oh my god it was like they just had money oozing out from everywhere they had a little too much money because they gave us the boys are back in that junkyard which absolutely nobody needed like the boys are back like where are they back from even uh, chad and troy are fighting like chad is like literally the least understanding least compassionate friend ever like he's so one-dimensional he's like basketball (laughs) like you can't be in drama and also do basketball and troy is just like saying like you know there's more to me than that and chad's like how could there be more it's just like I can't believe they've been friends since kindergarten. Right. Anyways, eventually, like in all the movies, Chad gets on board. Of course. Um, what, what, was, what was Martha up to? Oh, Martha has become head cheerleader. And they did this so subtly, and I actually love it. Because in the first movie, she's a brainiac, and they're telling her to stick to the status quo, even though she likes to pop, pop and lock, lock and, and jam and, and break. break. And then by the third movie, they don't even mention it, but she is head cheerleader oh. for the East High Wildcats versus West High Knights game. That's beautiful. And then when they're doing the senior year musical and the main cast members are there practicing, then Martha comes in and she's like, I brought some backup dancers, and she obviously brings for the whole squad. And then it really gives the, the senior year musical like the gravity that it needs. That's that's actually beautiful. It was really beautiful and subtle. You know, yeah. and Disney, I don't think they're really known for that. Neither am I. Um, I loved watching, like, the characters develop. Like, first of all, Sharpay's, like, wig and extensions, like, from the first movie to the last movie. I think she's literally wearing a wig in the first movie. <laughs> By the last movie, she has, like, you know, that real 2008 long hair. Love wavy that. that like, Miley Cyrus used to have. And it just, it brought me back. And it was good hair. You know, That's they good. got that good quality hair. That's good. And even Vanessa Hudgens, her style in the first movie, you need to see the shoes that she was wearing. Can you please Google Vanessa Hudgens High School Musical 1 outfit? I hope you can see her shoes because they were atrocious. They in were what like, scene? 
Oh, she wears the same shoes the whole movie. They're like jazz shoes with a kitten heel. Oh, I see. They're crazy. But then by the third movie, like her flower child Coachella personality has really like, come through. you know, influenced some of the styling decisions. That's fabulous. And she really is such a cutie. And now Zach and Vanessa, I was reading a relationship of their timeline. They were dating. Oh, you were reading a relationship of their timeline? A timeline of their relationship. They were dating the whole time the, the movies were being filmed. And like by movie three, like they're so in love with each other. Like I swear, they should have had the two of them say I love you in the movie because I think it was just a really good example of a relationship for young kids yeah and I think that they were truly in love because at the end like when Troy's on stage and he was like I've chosen basketball and it was like woo he's like and, and theater. theater and I'm like woo and he's like and I've chosen the person that makes my heart so happy or some shit like that and he goes to Berkeley to be closer to her and it's like he's got the best of both worlds you know yeah I mean Either they're really, really good actors, which I don't think is the case, no, or they're you, truly in love. It's oozing out of them. And like we've said, that's what makes the difference between a very, very good romance movie and a fucking Great. stellar one because these two people can't keep their hands off each other. Right. Even their kisses are just like good kisses as opposed to stage kisses. That's why I think like the whole Fifty Shades thing was like a huge failure. I completely, completely agree. If those two people had been obsessed with each other, like we would, it would just take the movie to or a whole level. Or even had like any sexual chemistry. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think even Hunger Games, like who, it's like who did she even end up with? Who yeah. was she in love with? I don't even know. They were both so random. So but random. she ends up with PETA. But it's Which like, would never happen. They couldn't have had less chemistry. And also her and Ga- her and Liam Hemsworth, I wish. Like, I feel like they definitely kissed They once. definitely hooked up on set. Yeah. No there was more mind. chemistry between them. Yeah, which is why you, like, rooted for them. And he's hotter and taller than PETA. Yeah. So, anyways, overall, just the whole thing. And I think back in the day, we used to think that HSM2 was, like, the dog. Yeah. The, the failure. But I loved HSM too. I think maybe at the time I didn't appreciate it because like maybe we were still living in the suburbs and I had beautiful vistas to look at. But now I'm like this country club situation. Like it's so stellar. The songs were so good. It's it's so good. And I loved how they really cha- made it different from HSM 1. Yeah. Then by HSM 3, Miss Darbus is back. And she's really like the moral compass of the whole I franchise. See that. You you need to rewatch it just for her because like I think you would have a deep I think justice for Miss Darbus. I think is, I am Miss Darbus. Is what should have been served yeah. all along. Sharpay is still like so self-centered and nothing redeeming about her in the third movie, but at least she like keeps it contained to just herself. But people were like, I think justice for, for Sharpay comes from the third movie. I was like, oh, she must like maybe she was the one who like flew Gabriella back from Stanford or something. Right. No, she's still all about number one. She throws Ryan under the bus so many times and there's never any redemption now I think I might watch Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure to see her character arc okay but um I love that at the end uh, um ultimately Kelsey and Ryan get scholarships to Juilliard and I can't think of two more deserving people yeah Kelsey was like the quiet hero but she wrote all the songs and they're fabulous songs and she deserves to go to Juilliard agreed um in the first movie when um during auditions she's wearing this v-neck t-shirt from Urban Outfitters that had like this crazy pattern on it and I had it when like the movie came out and like I never in my life felt so cool Wow. I'm like, um, Kelsey, I'm like, you see that shirt? Yeah, but it's from Urban Outfitters. Sickening. Sickening. Um, honestly, that was a fun trip down memory lane. It was so much fun. So I don't know if you're participating in Toast Movie of the Day. I'm not. I'm going to tell you guys what I'm watching tonight okay. to continue this trip. Tonight, I will be watching the Hannah Montana movie. Oh, and that's then, beautiful. And then after that, when I get around to it, I will be watching the last season of Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana Forever. I'm actually in the middle of it on Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus is such a fabulous It's so platform. fabulous. So if you want to watch along with me, I'm so excited to watch Hannah Montana the movie it it has literally been one of the like forming for sure like foundations of who I am as a person and I look forward to to seeing her again it's also the first movie we went to at midnight like in theaters that came out on a Friday and we went at Thursday on 86th street there was literally not a seat open it was so crazy it was so crazy and I thought I left my iron on the whole time and I was like <laughs> had a pit and it was unenjoyable but then I saw it two more times in theaters so that I could like you know, undo that feeling, right. but I still remember it. Um, I don't want to rush you, but like, is it time for Dear Toasters now? <sighs> it is time. Okay. Dear Toasters, I need some advice. My boyfriend and I have been together for about two and a half years. We lived together and our quarantine was going surprisingly well until last night. We got in a blow up fight, drunk of course, and now we haven't really spoken. I'm sure you two can imagine how hard it is dancing around each other in a one bedroom New York City apartment. What would you do to reconcile in your mind how you how you'd recover if you didn't get back together. I'm worried I said something in anger 
that we'll, we'll never recover from. Have you ever said something brutal in a fight and come back to it? I hate being a downer during this period, but you feel like my friends and always keep it real, but make me laugh. And I just want to know how you'd cope, help a scared and sad scene. P.S. This merch drop is everything of the sort and retail therapy is what I needed. XOXO, thank you for the laughs. Okay, thank you for writing in, but I need to know what you said. Yeah, and here's the thing. I've said things that were like super harsh and that like hang over us and that even like to this day, it's like that thing that Same. I said. But it always comes from some sort of truth, you know? Yeah, and it's like, even though I wish I hadn't said it because it hurt your feelings, like, that is how I felt. Of course. No, no. I I only say things for the most part that I mean. So even though, like, I've said some really mean things to men, and he said some mean things to me. Oh, actually, not really. I'm usually the one who says the mean thing. But sometimes I've said it, and it's just what, not what he wanted to hear, but what I needed to get off my chest. And I really don't have regrets about that. Yeah. There are two people in this relationship, and I understand that your feelings are hurt too, but like, I obviously was driven to a place to say something. Yeah, and so also, it's like, there was probably a nicer way to say it, but the sentiment that you're feeling, it's like, that is actually how you were feeling. So, unless you said something that completely you don't mean, then that's actually easier because you can say, I didn't mean that. I just, you know, saw red and I wanted to say the meanest thing possible. Yeah. I need but to know what you said. Yeah, and that's really tough to have that sort of fight during quarantine. Imagine like breaking up during quarantine and then you're quarantined. Oh my God, that's awful. I need more information, sis. You got to write in and let me know. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't no, give advice to things that are so general. I understand you not wanting to tell us. Just think of like the worst possible thing. And she said it. Well, like what is it? I cheated on you or no. I think you're ugly? Think you're Like it wouldn't be I cheat on you. That's like she did something bad. Yeah. And if she didn't do it, she could say I made that. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, just work through it. Like even if you want to break up with him, like just wait till all this is over. And also sometimes just like you need time. So if you guys need to stay in separate rooms for a day, two days, like let it blow over. This too shall pass. If you're meant to be together, like you guys will get through it. Sometimes fights make your relationship a lot stronger because yes. like, you've said the thing, you the other person knows how you feel and now you they can work on making it better and changing that thing that upsets you so much. So fights aren't always a bad thing. Um, in fact, more often than not, it's a good thing. Like when you're not fighting in a relationship, it's not a relationship. Yet. That's true. It's like a friendship. And in the words of Garrett Hedlung and um, Gwyneth Paltrow in the iconic movie Country Strong, which maybe I will watch tonight, timing is everything. Yeah. And, and how does that apply? You, you had said timing is everything, and I tried to interject with that quote, but like you wouldn't let me, so you had like something else smarter to say. So I just like wanted to get in my quote with, even though it doesn't make sense. You were saying like take time apart because sometimes time is everything. Yes, beautiful. Okay, next up. Thank you, Claudia. That's beautiful. Dear Toasters, I have become really close with my neighbor who lives across the street. She's about 65 years old and a widow of two years. She recently discovered Instagram and has been talking all sorts of people, stalking all sorts of people. She now thinks she has been talking to Carlos Santana romantically. She came to my house a couple weeks ago with a pizza saying Carlos ordered her three pizzas to her house. I don't, I didn't think much of it until I realized he probably had to ask for her address to order pizzas to her house. Oh my God. I texted her, but she didn't reply. The next day, I went to her house to have a talk with her about the whole thing. She let me in, and I saw that she was playing Santana YouTube videos on her computer. She was smiling and singing along. It was so sweet, and she was so happy that I couldn't tell her. She doesn't have a lot of family around, so this is so this Carlos person, whoever it is, probably means the world to her. However, I am concerned about her safety because she lives alone with her dog, who was, everything, who was her everything, just passed away. Oh Any advice on what I should do? Sincerely, a concerned friend. Oh, my, your concerns are legitimate. Like, if someone from the internet is asking for your address... It's not just to send you pizzas. It's to come kill you. Oh, my God. That is so upsetting. Well, no, this first, is so okay. pure. Her dancing around her kitchen listening to Carlos Santana. Like, maybe it's Carlos Santana. I'm sure this... My first... Like, at first, I want to be hopeful. So, I want to say, like, I feel like between all of the toasters in the universe, like, someone has a direct line to Carlos Santana and can find out if he's talking to this Like, woman. maybe Carlos Santana's married and, like, this woman is, like, his mistress. And we're out... <laughs> To God, it's that situation. Oh, my God. That is so funny. I actually can't breathe. Oh, my God. You have to tell this woman. Like, honestly, but what can she do? The guy has her address now. Just keep an eye out. I don't know. This is like an episode of Catfish. We got to get Max. Yeah, but it's like the Catfish. I guess they have their addresses and, you know, things could get crazy. Maybe, you know, like, she, get her a home alarm system or something. Yeah, or, like, I don't know, a guard dog, a Rottweiler <laughs> or something. But let's also check in with Carlos Santana. You know what? We can find out if he's married. 
Yeah, Google it. Also, this is going to be crazy. Who is Carlos Santana? Oh, you know him. It's, it's just he he's sing. a musician. It's all in the game of No, love. he's featured on that song. That's what I thought. Um, Carlos Santana relationship. Let's see. Hmm. I think he is married. Wait, that doesn't, relationship isn't a good keyword. I have wife. to search marry. Or wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Or husband. Actually, well, yeah. Carlos, he proposed to his drummer in 2015. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, he's married. No, no. Okay, so he married, oh, yeah, no, he's married to Cindy. Cindy Blackman. Cindy Lauper? No. Okay, well, honestly, you need to protect this woman. Like, this is really not funny. And, like, this is why I don't certain know. I people think shouldn't have, a scandal have Instagram. On their hands. <laughs> I would love, like, not to break up a married marriage, but, like, if this was Carlos Santara. Yeah. Um, okay, final one. <clears throat> Oh, this is good. To my favorite Ashray sisters, an MLB pitcher recently DM'd me on Instagram. We talked for a few weeks and then he started texting me. It's not super flirty and he's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm an accountant who is busy. I don't respond super quickly and he's busy with his business outside of baseball. So we maybe send a few texts every few days. I'm interested in him, but don't know what to do to keep his attention or be more flirty. Also, I don't want to be too all over him. Please help a toaster out. You're the best. This is such a tough time to be texting with an MLB player because like you can't go on a date, obviously. We you used to know a girl who like had a business of like DMing um, famous basketball athletes. players, yeah, all and like, actors too, and then like s- like sexting with them and like ending up like getting to meet them and like going on dates. Yeah, it wasn't a business. Like she no, was like just, it was a hobby. It was a hobby where she would just like hook up with famous athletes and famous people. Um, no, I think it's a tough time to be like texting with an MLB player that you can't go on a date with because, like you said, you need to keep his attention. I think he probably gets like any nude photos he wants at any time, and like you probably want to date him I'm assuming mm-hmm. um and that's Less a lot of pressure that's just a lot of like whether you want to send nude photos or not like it's a lot of pressure to know that like that's something that other girls are sending to him um I have no idea like I've never been in this situation no, me neither and like you have so much time to fill with conversation like you don't want to burn out less is definitely more I just do your absolute best to be like so funny so smart so charming while also being very like subtle and like hard to get I don't know I'm you like know, so bad also that sounds like a lot of work and I feel like actually what might work here is like going silent you know and then he'll be like oh what happened to her and then like that's mm-hmm. a good way to keep someone's interest to be if like a little an, mysterious but if you're an MLB player like I'm sure like you have a bunch of girls like some of them respond something you I know, don't think I'm about- sure they all respond I'm sure there are some that don't that's possible I'm yeah. sure there are none that don't so like you could differentiate yourself by doing nothing this is very exciting for you did you slide into his dms it was on un- she said he recently dm'd me on instagram oh so he likes what he sees. Interesting. Well, that's you good. Gotta, I would love an update. You just got to like bide your time, like play, like run out the clock of yeah, quarantine. exactly. The shot clock is running down and just like dribble. Dribble. Just got like your Nathan Scott, just dribble. You got to, got to, got to get your head in the game. That's, that's the best advice. And you know what I love about High School Musical? What? All of them. Like they always ref, they keep referencing back. Like it's so meta. They like in every movie after the first one, they're like, we're all in this together. Um. Or, and then. They'll be like, what team Wildcats? What team Wildcats? What Get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. And it's like they're referencing themselves. And even the last song in the movie, it's High School Musical. They're singing a song about the title of their trilogy. Oh, that's cool. And it's really meta and self-aware, and I'm all about it. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um... I think that's it. That's our show for you guys. Please follow me on TikTok. Like, I really want to get to 100,000, and I'm at 70. So, girl with no job. Um, follow Jackie, too, if you want. Jackie O. Oh, Jackie follow o me at Jackie O Problems. Premium content, y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast and Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So, that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So, wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow in studio. Bye. Bye.